ballers, beers, and banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, Starsky and Hutch, Anthony and Moose. How are you guys? What's up? Hello. So this is gonna be a thing now. You're just gonna you're just gonna find dynamic duos and throw them out at the beginning. Introductions here, you know, like uh, you know, you, you decided out. You decided to go which, with shotgunning beers as our new beer bet format. Which one's Starsky? Which one's status. Hutch? That's for you and the listeners to figure out, my friends. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, shotgunning beers, Moose, great valiant, valiant, not attempt. You did it, but way to lead us off with the first ever um, shotgun beer bet, it, which is posted to Instagram, Three B Fantasy Pod. So you guys got to go check that out. Moose shotgun two beers, and it was. Uh, I go, Moose. It was uh, it was an awful mess. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was glorious because uh, the tood that Moose gave me at the end of the podcast, like, what you think I didn't check Google? Um, in, in the post, he said <laughs> that Anthony dedicated his his time to looking for this. It took all of ten minutes, maybe, to find it, even less. Um, yeah, I got less. you. It took I got you to, to do, find I... it. It took much longer to confirm if it was the correct film. So, for those that didn't listen to uh, yesterday's podcast, I... we are currently recording Monday night, and on the one that was released Monday morning, we had a debate about uh, Moose had this '80s film that he remembered. There was ghost pirates at the beginning, plugging holes with corks, and an eyeball car with red streamers out the back, and that was so specific. Anthony was able to find, and Moose said he couldn't find it. Couldn't find it, but Anthony found it pretty quick there, Moose. Yeah, I got Anthony to do all the work for me. Thanks, bud. Well, no, because you previously found the movie. <laughs> all of the five minutes worth of work. Hey, you scrubbed through the whole thing to minute 57 to find the car. Thanks. Didn't have to do that myself. An hour 50. Oh, no, it was like an hour or seven. <laughs> if that movie is two hours like... long, that's incredible. And hey. the movie is called George's Island? George's Island. Uh, George Allen, 1989. Free to to watch on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. It's a very weird movie. Just watching parts of it like uh, (laughs) it's something else. It's on crack is what it is. (laughs) Looks like uh, it could be a good uh, film to watch with the the family over the holidays. Some silly little film to have after a few, uh, maybe a few, after you've lost a few beer bets yourself, you could turn that on and have a Hey, laugh. well, if, if you're not in the playoffs, you need something else to do. Anthony, maybe you oh, could watch this movie. Well, look, for for the listeners, yes. Um, I was making excuses with my injuries and whatever, but you know what? The, we have two maybe, main Maybe leads. you should Google how to win. Wait, wait. Oh wait, I'm not done yet. Oh, so man. for these guys, the 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 little bit more inexperienced fantasy football players, um, I, I've been playing fantasy since I've like been 16. I have another main league, a work league that's been going on for, I think like five six years. This one I finished first, won a hundred bucks, have the bye week in the playoffs. So this league has trophies, winner and loser trophies. So. You know what? I have. I've I got have a mansion. League. I've got ten cars. I have, <laughs> I, I, I have a I've league to look forward to. Where unlimited I can resources. Win. Oh wait, I, I could still win money here, and you know, for the dynasty, I have some great draft picks. You know, I'm gonna watch some college football, 
uh, you know, try and redeem myself that way. But uh, but for me personally, like, I- I'm pretty depressed <laughs> that I only made it. Uh, well, I'll make it in two playoffs in in two leagues, but uh, the two main ones, it's just it's sad. All right, well, so enough about Anthony's uh, yeah. fake leagues that uh, we're not in. But uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Um, so I am now three beers deep into the uh, uh, Unibrew Advent Calendar of beers. Right. So <laughs> uh, the third one is so it won't last till Christmas. It's not gonna last till Christmas. <laughs> well, I have the last few on Christmas, but uh, it not it's not a good start. The beer is called Terrible. Which is French for terrible, um, and oh, it's thanks ten for that point translation for our non-French speaking listeners. That's... Well, there are many of Did them. Did you have to Google so... that one? Uh, well, I'm sure a lot of the Americans who who listen don't don't know that uh... don't know Teddy is terrible. Uh, I think they could have. Well, think they could crack that code. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Onward. Onward. Uh, it's a ten point five percent beer, and it's. Uh, Extra strong black ale, not that bad. And I'm having um, a Michelob Ultra, uh, but 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 it's my so last like half one. half of Dave's. Wait 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 wait. <laughs> it's my it's my last one from the pack, and I will be recording the next ep. Oh no, that's not true. So Sunday's recording, Sunday night's recording that will be released Monday, I will be recording from my new apartment. Ooh. And there's a nice, beautiful Quebecois depth right beside me where I will pick up a unique beer that, not a light beer. So for that episode to, like you know, it. welcome myself to my new apartment. Yeah, yeah. I'll get yeah. a new one. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Moose, your uni brew beer yesterday, which we were translating for our listeners, called Don de Dieu. Which is a, a gift from God or God's gift? It was, of course, the name of Samuel de Champlain's ship that he voyaged over. Um, you know, famous Quebec discoverer and uh, North American discoverer. So uh, that, of course, is the ship that was that was on the label. So that's got some history on that one. Ah, we oui, we. Oui. Thanks for bridging the information about the beer and history. <laughs> <laughs> And that's an inside joke for our Montreal listeners. All right. Guys, Kansas City, Denver. Let's recap this one. We don't need to get into too much detail, I think. It was uh, not super. So I, I think I think the I biggest think... thing here that, well, it didn't, well, yeah, actually it might, it might end up being very frustrating for me, is Kansas City activating Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then not playing him. Oh, yeah. That was big for all, all Hilaire owners. They did yeah, not find it very frustrating. hilarious. So if you played him and hoped to make it into the playoffs and you were relying on him for that late game, he wrecked you. He, look, I, I don't blame him. I blame the Jeez. coaching staff. Because why I mean, activate it, it, a guy it, if you're not going to play him? Well, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, coach speak to get the defenses preparing for him, yada, yada, yada. They don't care about fantasy, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire owners got burned. Unfortunately, in a league where I'm already out of the playoffs, with him not playing, I still managed to win, and I played him, so. 
Out of boy. I, I don't know. All these leagues, all these other leagues are coming out of the woodworks now. Anthony. No, it's the liquor. <laughs> it's the liquor. Oh, it's just because okay, okay, Anthony has so many. So, like, just by the odds, like statistically, he'll win one. So you can be like, ah, I won one. <laughs> you do what you got to do um, for fantasy purposes in this game. I hope you lose horribly in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the worst. All in good fun, buddy. All your fantasy. Team. All in good fun, buddy. <laughs> One one of the uh, highest scorers, Moose, uh, rings true. This is your guy. And one of the reasons you draft this particular player earlier than most, Harrison Butker, 17 points um, as a kicker last yeah. night. That was pretty big. Um, besides that, we Kelsey doing his Kelsey things. I mean, it's nothing compared to Darren Waller this week, but it's pretty good, 23.6 points. And then uh, we had uh, probably the most exciting part of the game, was and this is like the most Kansas City thing ever. Patrick Mahomes throws a deep bomb to Tyreek Hill. He dives to catch it in the end zone. He thinks that he drops it, but it hit the defender's helmet. And then like this arm never touches the floor. Tyreek Hill did like a spin on the ground, and then the ball ended up on his chest, and he he grabbed it. He caught it. The ball never hit the ground, but he gets up not knowing that he caught it. The Chiefs don't know he caught it. They punt the ball very quickly when really it was an epic touchdown catch that will never be. The thing is, with the amount of officials and judges on the football field, I don't know how someone didn't see it. And I mean, yeah. I didn't I didn't hear Andy Reid say this. I just I saw the comments. But Andy Reid was like, you know, in all my years of football, I've never known a receiver who didn't know they caught it. So I read it as Andy Reid being upset, but when you rewatch it, like it's so ridiculous. I, there's no way Tyreek yeah, Hill would no have way. thought that he that he caught it because it was out. Well, was, the ball was not in on him for an extended yeah, period but, of time, right? Like or two, a few moments. But usually, coaches like every time we see like worse catches, or, like worse passes that receivers completely didn't catch and they're like i caught it i caught it and the coaches at least look back at it i think andy reed was pissed that tyreek hill didn't say like i think i caught it to make him want to throw the challenge flag so by tyreek hill's reaction where he kind of like you know slammed the ball in his hands and then dropped the ball it to andy reed it looked like oh he for sure didn't catch it so Anytime. i think he was waiting yeah. for that for that uh you know Anyway, someone from the booth, someone should be watching the replays and telling them what happened. But yeah, it's not Tyreek's fault either. Like he dove, does a three sixty spin on the ground, and then the ball just ends up on him afterwards. Like he never really caught it; just ended up on top of him. He of course assumed it hit the ground. So, also um, a- as if Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek cared, they just get another one two minutes from the last one. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's, um, let's figure it out. What I want to mention in this game, we were talking about uh, stupid faces that quarterbacks make, and we were talking about Trubisky and uh, Eli Manning, but a quarterback whose face I can't stand for different reason is Drew Locke. This guy, <laughs> like, this guy could throw, like, five interceptions and, like, be so down in a game, and he just looks like the cockiest person in the world. Like, I know the game was close at one point, and they were leading by four at one point, but, like... He's acting like he's the hottest shit in the NFL, and he's really not that good. Like, I, I don't know why he has this smug attitude. Like, he yeah, should be so a little far... worried that he might not have that job <laughs> next year. Like, yeah, Jesus. so far, pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad for fantasy purposes, Drew Locke. Uh, we don't spend too much time on him because no one's going to 
stream yeah. him. But we could talk about Melvin Gordon, who we said to start, 14.7 points. And uh, Tim Patrick. What do you guys think about Tim Patrick? I mean, we're going to maybe bring him up in the waiver wire episode, but two TDs yesterday, four or seven. Well, I mean, we, we spoke about him weeks ago, and he was a waiver wire pickup. You know, I think he's a if you're if you're weak at wide receiver, and you need to fill in the gap. I think Tim Patrick is is a quality fill in. Are you concerned about the two first names and the curse? Al- always, the that's always a concern. Okay. <laughs> Especially on Denver. Denver has the most. They have a lot. They have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. Pittsburgh, Washington, guys, which um, we just just wrapped up about an hour let, ago. Well, me, we knew we knew a loss was coming at some point for these Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. especially the way they've been playing. They probably deserve to lose one of their games already, and it comes at the hand, hands of the Washington Washingtons Roman numeral two, twenty three to seventeen. What do you think? I, I love this game. This is like. Hard-fought football, big hits, uh, two strong defensive teams. As a Bears fan, I, I know all about defense and no offense, but the second half was a little bit more exciting. But I need to mention uh, something here. Alex Smith is the fucking man. And I need to swear there because this guy was almost like his career could have been done. Uh, he might have not even been able to walk after his injury. Almost the guy is starting almost, almost lost his, his leg. leg. Yeah. 18 guys, surgeries, I think it was. Something like that. 17. This guy's starting in the NFL. He's he's leading a team to a potential playoff berth. During this game, he took a cleat to the leg and he was gushing blood. And the guy, you know, not phased at all. Not phased at all. This guy beat an undefeated team as well. And he made some sick ass throws today. Like I know we were talking about, he doesn't throw deep balls or whatever, but he made some crazy passes today. Like beautiful, beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. So they deserve this win. And I think, uh, them versus giants for the winner of the division. It's going to be an interesting, uh, couple of weeks. All I'm I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is reference Derek Carr. Well, yeah, we're not saying to stream or pick up Alex Smith. No, no, no. This was just an observation for yeah. real football. Hey, you're talking him up quite points. a bit there, Anthony. Great, about 15 points. What? Out of respect talking him up to quite the, person, a bit the person and the player in real life. When did I talk? I said this game he made crazy passes. Yeah, I said but, uh, he's... Let's, uh, let's tone it How down How can here. you not? Really? I, I mean, I wouldn't, wow. I wouldn't pick up Alex Smith to put on my fantasy team. When we just that. said twice that. that this isn't for fantasy, it's acknowledging <laughs> that he is good for in real football and that he's a man. Yeah, we're not no, talking we're about. Of him for, I was making him a point. Um, on the other side of the ball, we said uh, Big Ben would probably be a sit this week. Ended up with 19 points, so right under that cusp of the 20 that we're always looking for these days. Uh, he looked fine, though, guys. The Pittsburgh receivers—they're supposed to be this fantastic receiving core. And oh, I'm boy. including, I'm lumping Eric Ebron into this mix, but how many balls did they drop? Yeah. So many balls. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the they defense was really good. That's but two weeks in a row. The defense was really good, but, um, and I think that's, that's part of the issue. And it's a bit of a wake up call that, you know, yeah. real, de- real defenses are going to shut them down. I think they, I think they're missing James Conner. The run game for Pittsburgh today was abysmal. Horrible. 
Benny and Snell garbage. Yeah, Benny Snell was garbage. Uh, was Jalen Samuels? He was had a one or two good runs. He, just, <laughs> he made it. You know when Jalen Samuels starts making appearances, that uh, yeah. it's trouble at running back. It was almost you know, it was almost Jones... a great almost a great play to Anthony McFarland, but he didn't catch it. So Ooh, yeah, it was just yeah, uh, slightly overthrown on that one. You're only happy if you started Jonte Johnson. Juju and Chase Claypool were busts. Uh, James Washington had a huge 50-yarder, and Eric Ebron, even with all drops, ended up okay. And then on the other side of the ball, Logan Thomas, guys, 20 points, 9 for 9. He caught nine, all nine of his targets, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Holy smokes. Mm. We, yes. uh, we'll talk about him on the way of wire part. And then, Moose, you also wanted to maybe bring up Calvin Sims. Calvin? Cam? Cam. Cam Sims. Cam Sims. Yeah. Well, I mean, he seemed he seemed like the second wide receiver in Washington. Uh, I mean, um, Terry McLaurin seemed to be completely taken out of the game by the Pittsburgh defense. And uh, you know, they went. He went to Cam Sims uh, nine times. He caught five of them for ninety-two yards. Um, and then. The rest was J.D. McKissick. And yeah, the old J.D. McKissick dump-offs in the fourth. And Anthony, what about Antonio Gibson? He went down. He had a beautiful 12-yard run. Looked great. Hurt his toe, it looked like. What are we thinking for for this injury? Uh, it's not looking good. Uh, you know, he didn't come back in the game. Was instantly doubtful. Um, it made J.D. McKissick look pretty good, but... Yeah, for for all the people that are banking on Gibson taking them to the championship, you might have to look elsewhere uh, next week because it's not it's not pretty. And that is perhaps the best segue into our waiver wires. Well, I just wanted to mention one more thing. Uh, Eric Ebron, this one's for you, Dave. Eric Ebron, even though he had a pretty bad game with his drops, he did get some points, which put him into the ninth <laughs> overall for tight ends on the season so far and dropped Hayden Hurst down to 13. Hayden Hurst's got a lot of work to do in these uh, past few games for me to win that beer bet. Um, Eric Ebron, I do recall being high on Eric Ebron in our first ever rendition of preseason rankings where we had our first discussion about it and you guys were on my case about ranking. I was not. I well, was I, I was I was 100% on your case because in the past, Pittsburgh is, uh, it seems like in the past couple of seasons, they're always, oh, we got a new tight end, and then nothing ever comes of it. But, I mean, <laughs> seems like seems like they're trying to toss it to Derek Ebron, and, and he just doesn't want to catch it. He got, yeah, he's a, yeah, it's a different problem. <laughs> they want to give it to him. He doesn't want to take it. <laughs> he did have some horrible drops. But ten points at the tight end position, unless you're you're Darren Waller, or Travis Kelsey, you're you're taking that for sure. So, yeah. all right, let's get into waiver wires, um, guys. It's obviously we're regular season's over. We're going into the playoffs. First of all, does your strategy change at all for these playoff games in terms of waiver wire? Are you more, you, you know, are you only picking up players as handcuffs, or only picking up players that could be? big game winners or big league winners what's your well, thoughts for waiver at this, well at this point you i mean you obviously want to capitalize with the maximum amount of points but guys that maybe you were holding on to hoping for a breakout whatever 
drop them. And if there's something that you need on the on the waiver wire, go get it. You know, if you have potential injuries, drop those breakout players and, you know, get backups for players that might have long-term injuries or not long-term injuries, but might find themselves injured in the playoffs and, and get those backups in now before, you know, your semifinals and your finals. Uh, and then you're not fighting, you're not fighting for them at the last minute with everybody else. Yeah, a perfect example of this is the Antonio Gibson injury. Um, it would have been smart heading into the playoffs to pick up McKissick if people had dropped him because he had he he was doing well midseason and then you know when Gibson started taking off, uh, McKissick was dropped by a fair amount of people or in a fair amount of leagues. So it would have been amazing, like for all the people that lost Gibson, if you have McKissick as your handcuff, you look pretty good. But I I think it's time. Like, since the waiver wire is slim, if you have guys that you're able to drop, like like an unnecessary QB on your bench that you know you're never going to start. Well, here, um, we, can, we, can use, we can use this one. Uh, start of the season, we said, pick up McCole Hardman in case Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins gets injured. If he's still on your bench, get rid of him. Like, McCole Hardman's not going to happen for you in the playoffs. Right. Pick exactly. up the backup Great player point. that you need. Great point. That's a good example. And so there's some good playoff tips. What about what about the sneaky move of, and this might not be a move for first round of the playoffs, but certainly semifinals or finals, looking at what your opponent needs to pick up. And if you can spare it, trying to go grab the person that they need or a position that they need before they can. Of course. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just, I think that's, I mean, you could you can try, Secondary. but it's, I think it's tough. I mean, I think that works if you have. I mean, I, I'm assuming that if you made the playoffs, you've you've been hitting the waiver wire. You've been filling your team with what you need. But in the instance of Antonio Gibson going down today, then yeah, I would scoop up, you know, one or two of the best running backs on your waiver wire. Fair enough. Okay, what are some names you guys want to hit? Um, speaking of said waiver wire. This week we mentioned JD McKissick. He's rostered and uh, on sleeper in sixty nine percent of leagues, so he still might be available. So go pick him up. And if you're in PPR format, especially go pick him up. So he's a. Well, I think I think the biggest one, Kiki Kuti. Kuti yes. is it Kuti? Kuti. 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 I mean, Kuti. I'd be fine to have Kuti's on my team. Yeah, um, and it's <laughs> so something we brought up last week on the waiver wire show and uh, he went off i think for 18 fantasy points in halfway PR this week he's still only rostered 33 in full point 33 in full point he's only rostered in 43 percent of leagues on sleeper so go get him he looked and listen he was up against the colts which is a good defense he's up against chicago this week which could be tough but as a secondary option Sometimes you do better against the better teams, and then they're up against the Colts again. So if he did it against the Colts once, he could do it again. So I think Kiki Cootie is a big-time player. Of course, yes. I already have him in, in our main league. So No, uh, or I think Seeker has him in that league. Um, what about Chad Hansen, this guy that we saw, the fourth Hansen brother, who was bopping his way to uh, about 12 half-point PPR points? Um, in the, this week's matchup, he had five receptions for 101 yards. Looked like a big, looked like a big guy, the biggest of the Hanson brothers. 
Mm. Would he pick him up? He's rostered in zero percent of leagues on sleeper. I see. I think. I think. I think this is where you're gambling because I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Kiki Kuti, we saw him past two seasons, I believe. We saw flashes. We know what he can do. Chad Hansen, we just seen one game. So maybe Brandon Cooks gets more involved next week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could advise someone to yeah. to play Chad Hansen for their playoffs. Okay. So he's he's a a real dart throw. He's a twenty five yards away dart throw. All right. Other receivers. We got Cole Beasley is only owned at sixty nine percent. I was going to mention something here that, oh, okay. yeah, well, my my point was, I was going to say Gabriel Davis, since, this is Moose's guy, since Cole Beasley is owned more in more leagues than Gabriel Davis, the amount of, like, here's another man of Monday night, Cole Beasley is on fire right now, and he's taking some massive hits, and he's been, he's been in the tent already in this game, he's come back and played, but this guy takes some brutal hits, and John Brown is constantly injured, which he's not playing tonight. Um, so Gabriel Davis could be a guy, if you have space on your bench, to store Gabriel Davis. Because if Cole Beasley is injured and John Brown doesn't come back, Gabriel Davis is a more than great option to play in your playoffs. So if you have space, stash him. But like you were saying, Cole Beasley is owned in how many? how much percent? 69% of leagues. So kind of like McKissick, but uh, Cole Beasley, like he has over 20 points right now. He had over 20 points at halftime in half-point PPR. So he, he, Josh Allen loves him. So Who doesn't? He gets, that long blonde hair. I know. Did you Baby. see Did you see the touchdown celebration? He was rocked by one of like the offensive baby. line, like a baby. <laughs> but yeah, he's scrappy. But, uh, yeah, I would say those two guys, Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley. And even John Brown, maybe some people have dropped him because he's been hurt. But John Brown, when he's in, uh, Josh Allen looks to him as well. Like, I think all three of these guys, with Gabriel Davis being the last option, are very, like, these guys are rosterable. Rosterable? Yeah, I think that's Should be put on your roster. If it's not a word, we're using it, that's for sure. All right, other wide receivers that had big weeks this week that I want to get your guys' opinion on. T.Y. Hilton, owned in 55% of leagues. Tim Patrick, 35% of leagues. Henry Ruggs, 55% of leagues on Sleeper. I don't know. How do you guys – I I don't I don't know if I would start T.Y. Like, I think you have to, but what a terrible situation to be in. Um, well, the, uh, the thing he's, with T.Y. Well, apparently is – yeah, he has a history of destroying the Houston Texans. So, exactly. Yeah. So uh, for some reason, he always does great against the Texans, and that's who they played, and that's why he had twenty plus points. And but he's playing them again. He's playing them again in two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, I think you should stash him. But I think everybody who drafted Ty Hilton maybe at some point dropped him, and oh, yeah. then somebody else might have picked him up. So nobody was starting him week in week out. So I mean. If Pittman gets injured, or actually we've seen this also this season where Pittman wasn't in the lineup and then uh, uh, somebody else got injured and we're like, T.Y. Hilton has to get all the targets and then he just couldn't do anything with it. So I don't think you can trust them, maybe only against the Houston Texans. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah would, it's, a, it's a gamble. Confident. I would be super confident putting him in. What about Timmy Patrick? Timmy P. 
our 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 double name guy <laughs> Moose already said you you think he should be picked up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but only if only if you have wide receiver injuries. Okay. I don't know if you could and bank then, on on Drew Locke and Tim Patrick to win you a playoff. Exactly, <laughs> that's very true. And then Henry Ruggs, who caught that. I mean, he was buoyed by that crazy uh, catch to end the game, but he is that There's kind no of way. player. He's that deep, that no. deep threat. There's I no wish. way. And it's not even Henry I Ruggs. Wish. It's it's Derek Carr. <sighs> well, the car like even the Darren Waller, too. even the Darren Waller owner should be like slightly concerned. Should be slightly concerned. Darren Waller had 17 targets last week. The, like the sixth most points in in fantasy yeah, history. For at Terrence. any given time, Derek Carr can just not play football. And then right. everyone suffers. Yeah. Sure. But uh, I think Darren Waller There's not too many quarterbacks that could put up negative numbers. Starting quarterbacks. Yeah, impressive. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if Nick Mullins put up negative points, it's like, okay, he's a backup. He's not a starter on a team. But Derek Carr is there is their guy and he's put up negative points. So I don't trust it. Right, and thanks. I wish I, I, I said Henry Ruggs Roman numeral three was going to be the better rookie out of the three, uh, out of our three that we picked for that beer bet. But, uh, and you're not wrong. Not guy. If they get a if they get a better quarterback in Las Vegas, all of the receivers, yeah. I think get a huge boost. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think you're, I think that one negative week for Derek Carr is uh, once again, once again, Dave. Good this year. I will beer bet you to put Derek Carr in instead of whoever (laughs) you're starting. Instead of Kyler Murray, I'm probably going to go with Kyler Murray. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I, I just don't. I I don't think the receivers on Las Vegas would be like a a million times better with a different quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes. But uh, any other wide receivers? I, I would, I would say recommend? a large majority of the quarterbacks in the league would improve their receiving core by, by quite a bit. Oh, you're underestimating the car. Oh, For real my football. God. It's been doing great. No. It's been doing great this year for real football. Oh, Dave. But we're talking <laughs> fantasy. So, any other wide receivers on the waiver wire? I, I hope they send Derek Carr to Pittsburgh once Roethlisberger retires. And then we'll see how happy <laughs> you are. Nope. Yeah, no problem. Suck. No problem. Um, oh just, my God. I just wouldn't wide... want him on the Bears. Just uh, we're well, just talking we, wide receivers. We just went through a bunch of wide receivers, but we can go into uh, running backs if we're ready for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's not get into it. But we we had mentioned uh, Richard Higgins uh, in our pre-show discussion, and uh, was there somebody else? I think that's it. Well, there was uh, for receivers. It was Traquan Smith, Jalen Rager. Uh, as other options, but I think those yeah. those could. But be I don't think any of these guys are, are playoff guys. Uh, okay, so running backs. If you're in a pinch, Frank Gore is in the concussion protocol. He's got to pass the five steps to be healthy. He's old. So yeah, maybe it's that... one of those. I was going to say it's one of those steps being under fifty. Cause yeah. Fail so the uh, so protocol. maybe that old brain got shook around too much. Ty Johnson stepped in for him. Had a pretty good outing. He's going up against the Seahawks, who, uh, I mean, their defense has gotten better. Oh, so, sorry. What's their name? I don't think they're called the Seahawks. No, that's the, the Eagles. That's that the Eagles. Sorry, Anthony. Maybe just Seahawks get on the same page as us. But I thought there was two teams. We have the the Atlanta Pigeons. The Pigeons. 
the the uh, trash seagulls. Well, we're gonna need another name for the them. Philadelphia trash seagulls. The seagulls are good. Hmm. Their de- and their defense was great. was pretty good last week. Yeah, Russell's been struggling, but you're not going to take a. So, what, a eight, anyways, eight and before I was rudely interrupted by Anthony, yeah, uh, thanks, Ty Johnson uh, could be a not a half bad pickup. By no means am I <laughs> thinking that, it's going to be good. That's confidence for the Glowing listeners. Glowing endorsement for Ty Johnson there. Okay. Well, but here's, um, but here's the thing: he's he's playing for the Jets. Like, what do you want? Like, he's a he's he had agreed. a good showing. Agreed. He did nothing when he was in Detroit. He has done nothing up until Frank Gore, who's old, got a concussion. And then he got his opportunity, and he made the most of it. Will he do it again? I'm undetermined. I can't believe the running backs on the Jets went from Lev Bell to Kalen Bellage to Frank Gore to Ty Johnson. Like, it really is. Well, I'm going to quote uh, a close friend of mine. Uh, He might be sitting on our podcast right now, but... I recall him saying, don't start anyone on the Balsawood Jets. So <laughs> don't do start not, the Jets. <laughs> don't start any Jets in your playoffs if, yeah. unless you want to lose. But I mean, but, um, if you're out of running backs, you're yeah. out of running backs. You got to start someone. Well, I mean, there's been, there's uh, been so many you, injuries. I'll give you some backups. Okay. I'll, I'll give you some better options. Uh, like we mentioned JD McKissick, but like. Uh, some guys that you would want to have on your team because Carson's very injury prone. Carlos Hyde is only owned in 39% of leagues. Ooh, so that's, that's a good ha- handcuff. And even I know some people. Okay, but hold that, on, hold on, hold on. Pause, Anthony. We're looking for yeah. guys who are starting. We don't need handcuffs at this point. We need guys who are going to get you points. Well, to Chris win Carson's playoffs. injured. He, he injured his ankle again. And yeah. he's often injured. So yeah. and I, I think Carlos think, Hyde's a good stash on the bench for sure. I think Carlos Hyde could roll into the the end zone and still have more points than Ty Johnson on a week to week basis. So you're not wrong, you're not wrong there. Yeah. Yes, R- right. So also, I know some weaker teams that might be in the playoffs that have been rolling the dice with playing DeAndre Swift, who is now injured. I guess Adrian Peterson would be the ah, best. Adrian option. Peterson, forty seven percent owned. Instantly. Yeah. And you know he's uh, he gets in the end zone, and Carryon Johnson has is also questionable now, <laughs> but he's also not good when it, it's he's like there. So it's like Matt Patricia doesn't like running himself, so he's like we're never gonna run the ball, and now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're running the ball. Well, Adrian Peterson, like he he doesn't have the breakaway potential anymore. But Anthony said it like two TDs in back-to-back weeks and like he almost he's guaranteed to fall forward so mm-hmm. if you have like a few yards to go from the end zone like he's gonna get that touchdown because he just powers for it. he's still very powerful he, he's a hall of famer he's he he's smart with the ball so like you said he falls forward he's not gonna you know he's not gonna do anything spectacular he I be think, although he he'll be he, he looks better than Todd Gurley for example so I would oh, well, rather actually, gamble on Peterson. There's, great there's a great name to bring up because Todd Gurley may not be playing anymore. He's dealing with right. a knee injury exactly. official. Um, okay, so, so does that mean Brian Hill or Edo Smith is a no? God no. no. I mean, look what happened no. this week. Nothing. I know. I know. Just it's need to bring it up. Yeah, Cam Akers, but, if he's available, he's uh, owned in 61 percent on sleeper. Go get him. I think he could. He could be a league winner. You know, all it takes is a Henderson injury or them coming out and announcing, you know what? Cam Akers is our guy. 
and he is a potential league winner because he looks great every time he touches the ball. Mm. Moose owns him in one of our leagues. <laughs> I do. Congratulations. I do. Okay, guys, two tight ends I want to bring up. Logan Thomas and Mike Harji Gesicki. Uh, Thomas owned in 47% of leagues. Gesicki, 63 based on sleeper. Logan Thomas went off today for 20.3 points. He had nine targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. And Mike Gesicki has had a touchdown in back-to-back weeks, if I'm not mistaken, from Tua. Not just from – because Ryan Fitzpatrick was feeding Gesicki, but Tua wasn't. But now it seems he's uh, he's starting to go to him. What are your thoughts? I like that one because in my work league that I won to get to assure the bye week, I had picked up Mike Gusecki, and he was amazing this week. So I think he's a big target, um, great pickup. And Logan Thomas, like we saw tonight, is one of the guys that Alex Smith looks for. He doesn't throw the ball like down the field like Moose said how like we all see and the titan is the perfect target for a guy like alex smith so i think he's a solid play with mark andrews being out you know uh we don't know how long he's gonna be out for guys like dalton schultz aren't performing because they're the quarterbacks i think logan thomas is a very safe tight end to play in the playoffs with breakout potential Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely i like it all right any other streamers Anywhere across the board before we, uh, sorry, waivers before we head into streamers. Well, this one's for Moose. How do you feel about Dan Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. With Kyler Murray, like two first just... names, two first names alert. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little upset with this whole thing because I mean, <laughs> uh, like, I, uh, Dave, at risk of sounding like a Cardinals fan, I've, I've always liked the potential, <laughs> I've always liked the potential of Christian Kirk. And he's yes. uh, when I watch these games, it's like things aren't working out for the Cardinals. Who are we going to hit? They throw it. Kirk Cousin, uh, not Kirk Cousin, sorry. <laughs> Christian Kirk makes an amazing catch, gets him the first down. And they're like, nah, but we're not going to go to him again. We'll, we'll just try to all these <laughs> other guys who keep dropping it. And then like, now for some reason, like they're trying to make Dan Arnold happen. And it's like, give it to Christian Kirk. Like the guy catches the ball. Yeah. Like he can burn it downfield. Even in even in the short uh, passes, he always catches it. And well, uh, I think there's know, something just... we we don't know. He's he's listed how well I don't know how it is on other platforms, but Robert Tunyon is a wide receiver tight end, and Dan, Dan Arnold for us in sleeper is listed as a wide receiver tight end as well. Yeah, you, so you I don't know if there's these guys. The wide yeah, receiver. I know. No, but what I'm saying is maybe he's a little bit more – maybe they see something in practice like as far as him being a little bit more dynamic and not just a tight end, somebody that can that is faster than most tight ends, and maybe they're trying to His force him the ball. Dynamic. And it's the same yeah, with Andy Isabella. Yeah. The guy's super fast, can't catch the ball every time. Right. He burns it like, oh, yeah, we're going to burn it down to Andy Isabella. Boom, throws it, never catches it. important he is catching in a receiver? I mean, eh literally their only job <laughs> moose you really uh did i offend you when i asked you if you're a kansas city chiefs fan did did you take that personally no i just I thought it was a super weird question okay it was uh, it was an honest uh, honest question and anthony by the way was you know on my side he thought that you're veering I have no idea what you're talking about oh my <laughs> no, god i'm, jo- I'm go. joking i'm joking no <laughs> okay I, I let's, did... let's let's but, let's, but... Clear, let's clear the air here okay do I like the Kansas City Chiefs? Absolutely. They're the funnest team to watch right now. I will go out of my way to watch a Kansas City game 
because every game something crazy is going to happen. When when you say I want to go watch some football, that football you're talking about is the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and Patrick you know yeah. it's just amazing. So am I a Kansas City fan? No, I wouldn't say I'm going to wear the red and yellow all over the place, but it's sure as hell fun to watch. Okay, and that's fair. I agree with that. Um, question: and, If uh, and, Kansas City oh. Chiefs game is on, Patrick Mahomes promises to be super exciting, like an offensive blowout versus the Patriots in a boring game. Which game are you watching? I'm watching the Chiefs. And in all fairness to Moose, in our main league, one of our main leagues, the Dynasty League, he does have Mahomes as his quarterback for forever, pretty much. Oh, so, yeah, for well, for ten years and five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not awesome. picking up, uh, or I wasn't going to pick up old man Brady or Cam Newton. Come on, get serious. Yeah. No, awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to uh, streamers, guys. Streamers for this week. Let's play the game where we rank them. I will give you some streamers, rank and we're going to rank them uh, who you would play. And if I, if I leave anyone out that you want to mention, please uh, go ahead. All right, we got two def- defenses that are owned in most leagues. I think we can put them at the top of our list. Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers. The Seahawks are playing the old Balsawood Jets. The Packers are playing the Lions. Would you guys agree that those are two, if available, two very good streamers? Yes or no <laughs> is what I'm um, looking for. Well, who else is a – do we have the – how much percentage are they owned? Like, who else is uh, – who else do we have going? They're, well, that, that's why that's why I'm doing it this way. So, they're six, Seattle is 68% owned on Sleeper. Green Bay, 60% owned. So, probably not available. But I, just I would rather roll with Seattle. Way. Okay. Out of, out of those two, I'd uh, rather go with Seattle. Versus the Jets. Yeah. Okay. And the other three defenses, which we can rank in order, which are available in most leagues – uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Bengals, 9% owned. The Giants that we just talked about before against the Cardinals, 11% owned. And Carolina coming off by against the Denver Broncos, the Drew Locke-led Denver Broncos. Uh, Dallas, say, Giants, Carolina. How would you would Giants, Giants. Giants, easy. Yeah, I think I would go Giants first as well because they're just a solid defense, even though they're against the tougher of the matchups. And then I'd probably go I'd go Carolina next against that Denver Broncos. Like Drew Locke throws an interception at least every week. At least. Yeah, at least one. <laughs> like I was telling um, I was telling Moose when we were watching it la- the yesterday, he almost needs to throw the interception like first drive to be like, okay, that's out of the way. Now we can just start playing football. But Carolina's defense isn't the greatest. Who what was the other option? Dallas. Or Ugh, Cincinnati. Man. I might just take Dallas because Cincinnati's a bit yeah. messy. Carolina's been playing better, and they did have two fumble recovery touchdowns uh, from Jeremy Chin, potential rookie of the year, uh, two weeks ago. So they might be underrated. But you would go um, Dallas instead of Carolina. Yeah, well, and I, Dallas is a good is a good sack team. So with a backup quarterback in Cincinnati, you know, get a few sacks out there. Uh, I would, uh, I would, I think Dallas is safer. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Dallas against Brandon Allen and an offense that's obviously frustrated. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going with Dallas as my number two in, in this scenario. Okay. So we've got Seattle, Green Bay at top of the list, then Giants, Carolina, Dallas. Or, sorry, Giants, Dallas, Carolina, in that order. 
All right. Any other def- defense rumors? No. Okay. Well, I so, mean, once on again, throat... well, Seahawks are playing the Jets, right? Yeah. So that's why we mentioned them off the top of the list. Yeah. Um, all right. QBs. Uh, a lot of the similar names for uh, QBs from the defenses we talked about. Let's rank them. I got five names for you. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Broncos. Daniel Jones, assuming he's playing, versus the Arizona Cardinals. Andy Dalton versus those Bengals. Matt Stafford, who's coming off a great week against the Green Bay Packers, who are struggle against the pass. Or Baker Mayfield coming off one of the games of his life against the Baltimore Ravens, who have been struggling lately. So Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I want to say Daniel Jones, but I, I'm not confident that even if he does play, that his leg is 100%. Um, it, because it was, was it his ankle? Hamstring. I think it was his hamstring. hamstring. Yeah, hamstring. so he won't be running as much, which is what you want from him. So I, I think I'm going to play it safe here with the divisional matchup with Matthew Stafford. Um, That's what I was going to say as well. pl- Baker Mayfield doesn't play well against Baltimore usually. Um, Stafford is, you know, like I love the fire in this guy. He loves to air the ball down the field. Um, Green Bay's defense is not amazing. So, yeah, I'm sorry, I think Anthony, Stafford. Is, yeah. there, um, is there smoke on the water? What do you mean? Uh, it's fire in the sense. sky. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, where does that come from? I, like, I know the lyric, but where's the joke? Who said Anthony, Anthony said Matt Stafford loves the fire in the sky. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I missed that part. That's good. I said he likes the fire in the sky. Yes. You just said, I love the fire in the sky. The, oh, fire the fire in, in, this, in this guy. Sky. Oh, in this guy. Yeah. He oh didn't say God. fire in this guy. I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he said, I love the fire in the sky. I was like, that's awesome. Okay, so I would also go Matt Stafford. He's our number one. Number two. I, I would probably say, go Daniel Jones. If he plays. If not, I mean, I'd say he's Teddy. healthy for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly Those, what I was going to say. You know, Danny, two and three. Teddy. And then Baker comes in at four because he's playing Baltimore. Oh, we missed no, Dalton. No, and Andy Dalton. Against the I'd put Dalton above Baker. So would I. Okay, and I think I would go I think I would go Baker then than Andy. But I wouldn't like playing either of them. That's for sure. So if you're streaming <laughs> I mean if Taysom Hill's still available, go get him. <laughs> but uh yeah. Those are the options. I did not bring up Derek uh, sorry, Derek Carr. Um this week who's playing i think he's playing the bills so would would you start Derek the Carr? number one qb would you put Derek he's Carr above all QB. these guys i said i did not bring him up because uh I, but i'm asking you i'm asking you a question would you put Derek carr above all these guys <sighs> i put him up again definitely not matt stafford sorry Derek carr's playing the colts so it's a bad matchup so i would definitely play matt stafford over Derek carr and Danny Dimes if he's healthy. But I would put Derek Carr above Teddy, Andy, and Baker. Yeah, I, I would say that's about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then, we're in agreement. Would you look at that? 
Okay, guys, Thursday night football is going to be an exciting one this week. It's the New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams in a rematch of the 2019 Super Boring Bowl, which saw the Patriots win their sixth title. Um, what are you thinking for this game in terms of start sit, just so we can give our listeners a, a heads up heading into the what's likely the first round of the playoffs? For fans. Can you can you bench everybody? <laughs> like I, I, I think <laughs> really you, have... you think it's gonna be that much of a defensive battle? Well for the Thursday night game going into a playoff week, I don't think you're happy that Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going up against the Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. Um Cam Newton, if you are starting him, you're not happy that he's going up against the Rams defense. And with all the mistakes, like the up and like how golf is up and down, Patriots are not a good matchup for him. And we saw this in the playoffs, uh, in the Super Bowl. So I don't know. It's it's just I think it's going to be a boring game again. I think it's going to be a game based on just the defense is doing everything. I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers and yeah. Okay. So New England side's usually pretty easy to do. Cam Newton start or sit? Sit. Yeah. Yeah, I would sit him too. No, why risk it? All the receivers. Is there any receiver you would start on New England? No. Well, no, no, me neither. Damian Harris. Would you start him? No. No. I would start him uh, like over most of the waiver wire names we brought up. I would start him. Probably. But yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't be like he'd be a flex or uh, you know if you actually had, I would rather. If Gibson's out, I'd rather start McKissick over him because you know he's going to get more work in the passing game. Sure. Okay, so that's the New England side of the ball. Um, on the Rams, Goff, we're worried about. So you would veer away from the Goff? You would go off him? I would play Stafford instead of Goff this week. That's fair. I think yeah. That's fair. <clears throat> Woods or Cup, I feel like you kind of got to start him anyways. Like they're they're not quite studs, but they're close. I would say if anyone, if you if you have both on your team for some odd reason, I would say go with Woods because Woods gets some um, plays in the run game. Um, he just gets used all over the field more than Cooper Cup. So, yeah. And then are you willing to start any of the running backs, Akers or Henderson? No. Maybe Henderson. I think you can run like you. You can run on New England, so I I might start Acres if I. But which to. one? Which one? Which like, one? Like how are you gonna one. know? Pick one. Would you start Henderson? Or would you start Acres? I think Cam Acres is taken. I know it's still a committee, but I think Acres is is. You're right. Like all year, every time you try to guess one guy, it turns out to be the other. But but if I needed if I needed a home run, I'd take a I'd I'd roll the dice with Cam Akers. I would roll the dice on Henderson. Henderson has shown more this season than Akers. Yeah, I, I would yeah, tend to agree with that too. Akers to be, they drafted Akers to be, to eventually take over the lead. And we knew with no training camp that it would take most of the year. And he, and he was injured. Cam Akers got injured. So now that he's healthy and he's, we're moving along with the season, it seems to be they're leaning towards him. But anyways. I would, um, I would say unless there's another Darrell Henderson injury or he doesn't recover from his tweaked knee, I would think starting Cam Akers could be dangerous. And he's questionable. He's currently questionable, Cam Akers. Cam is? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So risky picks 
at the running back position. I uh, This isn't someone you could start, but I really have a feeling it's going to be a Josh Reynolds day for the Rams against the Patriots. Very well could be. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck if you got any of those guys for Thursday Night Football in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, any other words of wisdom, guys, as we go into the playoffs? I can't believe, like from midseason till now, flew by. So I, I can't believe we're going into week 14 and the first round of the fantasy playoffs. That is wild to me. Well, most of us are going into the playoffs. Any advice Christmas. for Christmas? Yeah. Um, start your studs. Trust your gut, Moose. Would you tell them to trust their gut? Trust yeah. your gut. Don't second guess yourself. Don't get too cute in the playoffs. Yeah, don't. This is don't, not the time uh, to test out players. Don't uh, Pete Carroll overthink it. Go with your go yeah. with your beast players. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah, don't be like Dave and want to bench Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson for Derek for, Carr. For Derek say, Carr. I'm saying it's a discussion that needs to be had. No, it does a not need, to, that be needs had. to be had. Uh, okay. I hope I hope you're right. Because I, I own Kyler Murray in our main league, so <laughs> I need I own it. I own Kyler Murray in the, my other league, my work One league. Of these I, other there's... leagues that you brought up just tonight. Well, good thing that the app has proof that it exists but um but um, i'm not trying to pick up any other quarterback for kyler murray kyler murray is slotted in and i have a bye week so i can also see him either do well or not do well this week there you go luxury all right well going into the first round of the playoffs we hope uh, all our listeners out there we wish you lots of luck we hope your studs have tons of upside weeks and uh and your nobody busts on your team Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.